sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, Dingleberries and Cucks. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. I think our listeners would all qualify as cucks uh, from the right wing. I, I, and I'm I happy about that. I, I don't I don't like that that has become a term that's not only that that not only they use but it's widespread enough that it's like I don't I hope it hasn't been used in the news but it it's pretty close. It's, it's about such to. a so weird. I mean, yeah. And anyway. so stupid. Uh, that's like yep. <laughs> Yep. It's just basically like what I love. What? Well, I don't know if I love this, but I I saw a conversation between a few people on Twitter or some sort of online location where they're talking about the term cuck, and one person said that person's a cuck, and they said what a cuck was, and I guess it was their right wing definition. Of, I guess it's someone who claims to be conservative but isn't. Sort of. I don't what? really know. No, I. From what I understood, oh. it was short for cuckold. Like. Right, no, that's where the word comes from, but they they refer to people who claim to be conservatives who aren't as cuckold, like cuck-usservative. And then the other person said, it's short for cuckold, like you said, and they said, what is cuckold? Oh, it's when you let your wife have sex with a black person. Wow, that's... Because that's how pornography uses the word, and it's... So, they both completely misunderstood the term, basically, is what you're saying. I mean, it's... I've always seen it used to refer to liberals, not really? other I conservatives. Have, I uh, have seen it used to, to like to as another word is for rhino. No, I see. I've never seen. I've seen it a lot used to refer to uh, liberals because it's based on like conservative notions of you know masculine toxic masculinity. I have um, to disagree, and so does so does uh, Wikipedia. Well, your your Twitter people can't be wrong, I guess. It's a it's a it's a conservative so-called conservative who sympathizes with liberal values according to cuckyservative. dot com or as I call it Wikipedia. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just think it's either a, it's it's a terrible term and I hate this. It's gotten a wide exposure and we just made it worse. Well, then our listeners would not qualify as cucks, uh, but they would be qualify as dingleberries, and I yes, consider that's president that's all of you the dingleberry need. fan club. Um, yeah. You're not only a member, you're the founder. Um, Hair Club for Men joke. This, That'll go right over your friends' friends' heads that you like to talk about. My millennial Generation friends. X. Oh, yeah. Now, Gen X gets it all. Uh, the forgotten generation. Thanks, Mom. Uh, this week we are doing... Uh, Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland versus Oglaf webcomic indeed um both have really good art and that's where the similarities end in my opinion but we'll talk more about it um but obviously i guess we got to start with little nemo in slumberland since it came out in 1905 yep windsor mckay and I, i i we've talked about crazy cat a lot and this is similar to crazy cat well just the time period and the like the the just the ambitious art that he that he he uses in these strips. I mean, ambitious you think about art and even more ambitious storytelling, really, than crazy. I mean, crazy cat's just straight out funny, 
Right. Yeah, this doesn't actually go for laughs as often, and when it does, it doesn't work as well. No, like they like have every strip ending with, I knew you shouldn't have eaten those donuts last night exactly. before bed. Yeah. Exactly. That, well, and that lasted quite, I think it lasted for like two weeks, and then it, he got off of that, but it's just funny how he used the same joke that many times in a row. Yeah. But just like so crazy, I think we talked a little bit about Crazy Cat lasting so long because of William Randolph Hearst, and something similar happened with Little Nemo where it was at, I don't remember the names of the papers, but it was at one New York newspaper, and Hearst wanted it, so he paid a lot of money for him to go over to the Hearst newspaper, and it lasted like 20 years there because Hearst really liked the comic strips, and you can say a lot of bad things about Hearst, but he made comic strips last a long time. And good ones, too. Good ones, yes. And this is like really super uh enjoyable just even just to look at but just like all the ideas in it it kind of reminds me of like alice in wonderland mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like he makes up names for all like an oompa and and uh one dude's name lunatics and like all this shit but like he never explains them he just like that's what these things are called you don't have any reference point for them it's on not- the other hand uh, unlike strips in the future where uh, they kind of let your they get let they let the pictures tell a story. He did not let the pictures tell a story. No, <laughs> there's but, a constant narration. But the all pictures the were an awesome uh, addendum to the story. Yes, but it, it it's kind of like uh, you know how sometimes websites will set their images up so that the visually impaired can enjoy the website. Yeah. That's what reading Little Nemo is like, because you'll have a picture that says something, that shows ex- exactly what's happening, but they'll also have the words describing what's happening. Yeah, I, and I think that was probably just more of a stylistic thing. I mean, this was yeah. like early days of comic strips. So. Right, this yeah. is, they're just figuring out where they're going. Uh, this was his second famous strip. The other strip has a name that I always enjoyed because it confuses me, and I I think this ran concurrently with Little Nemo, but it was called Dream of the Rarebit Fiend. And I always saw it and thought it was talking about a rabbit, but it wasn't. I don't know what rabbit is. I think it, maybe it is. I have no idea. But it had similar ideas in it as, as to Little Nemo. Yeah. I mean, this dude is fucking out there, man. Yep. Um, very first comic strip. Um, it's another thing where he's like, six star imps show up. It's just some made-up shit, but, you know, you yeah. see what they are. Um, and the weird thing, like, I I read I read a few. They're they're very wordy. They're dense. Yes, they're um, very dense. They, they take a little bit of time to get into when you're used to, like, even modern comic books that might have a lot of dialogue. But this this is dense with, like, setting up the scene and all kinds of other things. But not only lots dense of word-wise, but dense imagery. Like, there's a lot to look at. It's, a lot. It's... But thankfully... Uh, it's all worth looking at and Mm -hmm. like i didn't read you know i there's only so much you can read but as far as i've read and i read quite a few um he never gets to slumberland i don't know if he's gotten there um where you've read like it's always there's always something that gets in his way i mean i don't know if that's the gist of the entire series because i I just thought slumberland was um falling asleep yeah yeah so he was always in Slumberland. That's that's another thing. It's kind of like David Lynchian in that way, where you're like, is is it just a metaphor, or is it, or is this all? Because you know they have Morpheus, the king of uh, Slumberland, who keeps wanting him to come. And <laughs> yes. Then he sends all these weird creatures to 
and something stops him. And and there's it's not clear whether he wants him for nefarious reasons because there's one strip where the His little girl's crying. Yeah. yeah, right. And it's like, are yeah. So it's it's. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why he's going in there because it's like like everything in life. It's not about where you're getting going. It's about the journey, and the journey is lots of fun. Like it's like the imagery is awesome. There's one specifically that I looked at where he's riding a, a horse. Oh yeah, to get somewhere, and he, he decides he doesn't need to ride a horse. But more importantly, he's amongst all these other creatures riding other creatures, like a rabbit on a pig, and a monkey on a kangaroo, and a frog yeah. on a tiger. A frog on a tiger. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, like his guide, this this person who looks kind of like a clown who comes yes. taking the Slumberland, he turns into a big bird while he's riding along <laughs> on his way. Yeah. It's yeah. just bizarre as shit. Like he. The, uh... what's, and, and what's really funny is it has all this bizarre imagery that you, we're kind of like we'll see now and then in movies. It's it's not it's not mind blowing to see the imagery, but it's kind of mind blowing to see this imagery with like, a 1905 dialect coming out of the characters. Like like you say, the 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 clown guide turns into a bird, and Little Nemo's like, "Gracious, what is that?" Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's totally like I, I like I said. I think Alice in Wonderland's like the clearest precursor to this but um this is much better illustrated and more bizarre i think so when is alice in wonderland is it, this is about the same time right close you know what let's you uh talk about some bullshit and i'm gonna look up alice in wonderland um, uh, i don't know there's lots to, and another thing i mean this goes back to william randolph Hearst, but this ran forever it's so funny how these and this had to be a lot of work for the dude i mean these strips are there, there are whole news, newspaper uh, pages that they took up the whole page because if they didn't, you couldn't see all the detail he drew. Yeah. And so he had to have a, put a lot of work into these strips, which is pretty funny, when, especially when you think about – like now things are changing because there's so many web comics, and I, I don't think drawing comic strips is the – the pathway to fame and fortune as it was maybe in the forties and fifties because newspapers are dying and what well, seventies and eighties. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, but, but in the seventies and eighties is when it really started to happen where they, they were squeezing their financially, the newspapers were kind of losing a lot of money to TV at the time. To, to, at that time was to TV and there were just not, there wasn't enough space for the comic strips. And you, if you read any interview with, uh, Watterson, or at the, especially at the time, he was just like, he lamented the fact that he didn't have more space to draw. And this is before that happened. And and, and so, like, guys like Watterson lamented the fact, and other guys just kind of like, okay, we won't draw that much. So you'll have strips where there's no background at all, and you'll just have, like, a block, like a, a like a simple round head for the character, which, you know, I don't, I'm not complaining about that and saying it's it's a bad choice. It's just, compared to this, it's 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 almost, it's, it's almost a joke that they were just drawing circles, and he's drawing this <laughs> intricate art. Well, yeah, this, I mean, this was a weekly strip, and it looks like he spent all week doing each strip. Right, yeah, so. and he's, he was working on other stuff. I, I think I read that at, at the, one of the things that made him stop working so hard on this is that Hearst wanted him to work on editorial comics at the same time because, you know, that was a powerful uh, journalism tool at the time, more powerful than now, I think, of, of the editorial cartoonist just mocking the day's events. And he that wasn't his his biggest interest, but Hearst wanted to push him towards that. Cause of course, if you look at the art that he's doing for little Nemo, you know, he did that really well. Yeah. You can, you can, you're right. You can tell just by looking, it looks like, uh, you can picture it in editorial cartoons. Right. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, it's very, 
much like Crazy Cat, it's like surreal before that became a real movement. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is like, he's there's one point he's riding some whale and it goes underwater and he's getting chased by a giant crab, and uh, and another one, this big giant turkey, like shows up underneath their house and and pushes it up off the ground. And, oh, the the there's I don't know if, if we're talking about the same one, but there's one with a giant turkey that is as big as, as a city and like eating up houses and like storming through a city, kind of like a, a future monster movie, but instead of a, a Godzilla, a large ape or Godzilla, it's a Turkey. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> no, this, I was actually talking about a different one, but yeah. And then there's one where he's like trying to go to slumberland and this uh, fairy woman is like leading him across a bridge and she turns him into a monkey um, <laughs> at which they call it. They say uh, she transforms him into a Chiquita for no good reason. It's just a fucking monkey. So the, the dude just likes making up names for things. Well, Chiquita banana, right? I guess that's true. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that was the slang back in the day. Or maybe it's racist. Who knows? Probably. Um, there, There's one that... They, it wasn't always just a slumberland. Sometimes he went back in time. Like, did you read the one where he goes back to... Uh, when George Washington is a kid and George Washington wants to get to the candy cherries in the tree in his backyard, but it's too tall. No. So they have to oh, chop damn. it down. Yeah. I, I, I will say, I will keep reading this because it's super fun. Like it is fun. And it, it, what's nice about it is there isn't a continuing story. So you can just click wherever you want and it, it'll be fun to look at. Yeah. Look at, go through the strips online and look at one that looks cool. And just, yeah. And yeah. Like, after a while, I kind of just started, um, skimming the the exposition parts down yeah you know i was like yeah this is not adding a lot to it because i can tell what's going on just from the strips and you can do that too and i think still still get it um although you will miss a lot of his goofy names for things if you do that but um so the we looked at an i i think you looked at the same place that online catalog of of a bunch of them and it doesn't go all it goes early but it doesn't go late yeah, yeah. It uh, it only goes. Oh, I can't remember what it goes up to, but I mean, there are there's still a million of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, there's like twenty five pages of of strips, and there's like how many? Like I don't ten, know, ten, 10, 10 per each? page. Yeah. Yeah. You sent me the link, so yeah, the comics. Oh, okay, that's the one you went to. Yes. Yeah. There's twenty per page, and there's twenty links. So yeah, there's there's plenty to get you by. And definitely click on view high quality image. Oh yeah. Because otherwise, well, it's it's going to be a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a. I don't. I've not come across this page before. Comicstriplibrary.org, um, but they do do a good job with Little Nemo. So I I want to look around. <coughs> excuse me, through there to see what other other strips they have. It looks like I'm looking now. They have Rabbit Fiend, which is neat. Well, right on their banner head, the Comic Strip Library, it it shows uh Crazy Cat Nats and yeah yeah Crazy Cat. So um yeah a good uh, a good resource and just so. So, um, so much more imaginative than you would think from the period. It's really, like you said, it's kind of mind blowing to think of this in 1905. Yeah. And uh, anyway, if you do go do go to this strip, it's just three strips that you're able to look at, but they're all three are good. It's uh, uh, Dream of the R- the Rabbit Fiend, Crazy Cat, and Little Nemo. It's all public domain stuff, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and. I'm sure there were other comic strips back back then, but they probably don't hold up. 
which is why. Yeah, I mean, even even the the George Harriman stuff that wasn't Crazy Cat is just a little weird. Like, I mean, it, it it's it's more interesting to see what was around, but it doesn't. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't hold up. It's it's interest, interesting to see what he was doing that led up to Crazy Cat, and it was kind of because I think we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, we talked about doing, his history. Yeah, the 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 upstairs neighbors thing that led into Crazy Cat. So it's it's like so with. Uh, I, I, but it seems like Windsor McKay just was doing a bunch of crap and then he came up with his dream stuff and he's like, I like it. Yeah. He, I mean, obviously the dude was a, uh, reefer head. <laughs> oh, it reminds me there was Buster Brown. I don't, I don't know how that would hold up. Oh, I only horribly. know Buster Brown for the, for the, the, the shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine it. Holds or up. the, or the poem. Hi, I'm Buster Brown. I live in the show. I live in, in this shoe. Well, this is my dog tag. He lives in here too. Yeah, that's that's one of the classics of American poetry. That's we all what I that thought. One. That's uh, Walt Whitman. But uh, but no, Buster Brown, I'm sure, is horrible because I think it was very much in the like family circus vein of of comic strip. I you know I would believe that you're right, but I would also believe that it is a weird, absurd thing where it's like a little boy who's left home and is traveling throughout the country and doing crazy things. That's true. Like this Either time version period would would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I I I think I mean Little Nemo and Crazy Cat are almost certainly the most famous from that time. Yes. Oh, actually, uh, uh, Little Nemo probably at the time was more famous. Because uh, I think that got made into animated features and stuff that McKay worked on. And I know Crazy Cat did, but I don't think it was nearly as famous as Little Nemo. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it's hard to tell. I've known of both of them for a long time just from seeing like books in bookstores and stuff, I think. Um, yeah, who can say? I could see why this one would be more famous. Um, and I, I, so this is something I've, I've forgot about. I knew, but I just reminded myself looking at Windsor McKay, the creator of Little Nemo's page. He had a vaudeville act where he would bring out this animation that he created about Gertie the Dinosaur, and that would be part of the act. And I don't really know what the rest of his act was like, but it's just funny to think that a, a, a cartoonist had a was up on stage with like the Three Stooges and everything else that's on vaudeville. But I guess that's just kind of what vaudeville, that's what was. vaudeville was, man. Yeah, it's a traveling show with all kinds of crap. Yeah, it was like a potluck of uh, yeah. Yeah. of mostly awful but, shit. Oh, not awful. Well, a lot that, of it was. That reminds me, potluck reminds me of that. That Do you remember? Well, obviously neither of us remember it, but there was a few movies that talked about it. And I've talked to people who were there that during like the 50s, when uh, TV was starting to get popular, movie theaters were getting desperate not to <clears throat> have people come in and they would have things like giving out dinner plates if you came to see a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. All their, <laughs> all their big, uh, well, big stupid prize <laughs> giveaways that they would come up with. Well, not only prize giveaways, but you think about like uh, Smell-O-Vision and, well, 3D itself is all this uh, response to television. Yeah, all the different ways of filming Cinerama. Right, right. Yeah. Um, none of which hold up now. If you watch them like on, on Blu-ray or something, it, it looks super stretched out and shit. Yeah. Well, I, is that because the screen, there is no way to, to replicate that screen? Like if you went to a sim, it's like if you look at IMAX on a, on a television screen, it's, it's going to look a little weird. But Yeah, it's something with the aspect ratio is just all too fucked up to fit on TV screens, I think. Um, yeah, anyway... Um, I would actually highly recommend Little Nemo in Slumberland because um, if if you like like 
Twin Peaks and shit, I think you're going to like it. Yep. Or, I, I, I would recommend it even if you don't like Twin Peaks and or, shit. Yeah, or Terry Gilliam. I could see him being influenced by this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, go check it out. The Comic Strip Library. It's free. Just like everything online. Except your soul. You want to take a break? Sure. All right, we will come back and talk about Ogloff in a moment. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation, transubstantiation, Brian's Duncan's creation, the land of the Thracians, and right back to the stars. It's gonna take some time and patience. And we return with Ogloff, which is a newer uh, webcomic. I don't know when it came. It was probably like 2007, something like that. It's been around for a while. I can tell you. Why? Does the archive tell you the years and stuff? Um, no. Oh, shit. Maybe I can't tell you. Jesus Christ. Uh, I thought it would come up under Wiki, but nope. No, yeah, I was, I was surprised by that. It's uh, so it's a kind of a fantasy or yeah, a fantasy in like the D and D sort of fantasy, but also in the sex fantasy sort of comic strip where it's, it's a pornographic. Oh, that's right. Pornographic fantasy comic is perfect definition for Ogloff. Yeah. And, uh, the art's good. And that's what I'll say about it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's all you like about it. It's pr- like, if I was 14, maybe I would get into it. My problem with it is like, it's got the porno stuff, but I don't really see to what end. Like, it's not very funny. It's kind of corny-ass jokes. Yeah. Um, and then just with sex added in. So it it's it's not my thing, not from a prudish sense, just from the sense that it seems like they're just trying to... They just wanted to put some porn into a comic strip, and they did. But it doesn't engage me like... The world they create is nothing special. If you've ever read any kind of like fantasy or, you know, uh, Middle Ages type fiction, the art I do enjoy. Um, but like, there's there's a, a comic, a comic book uh, called Headlopper. Have you read that? No. I think it's much better. Like at doing the same kind of thing. It's not porno, but like, it builds a world. Uh, in a much better way, and it's the same like type of time period and stuff like that. Um, it's good. It's uh, Image put it out. I think it was originally put out like he self-published it, and then Image picked it up. Oh, that's uh, well, Image picking it because since Image is self-published, it kind of is the same thing. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but Image has the distribution system, right? So, yeah, right. yeah. Um, it was a webcomic and or. Was it a webcomic? I th- or no, it I think in... it was just a, he like printed up some or something. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. That's great to hear when like, uh, you know, DIY stuff turning into 
why blockbuster yeah i'm not yeah, blockbuster but yeah just like i talk about ryan north i'm i i think it's so awesome that he turned into something as far as comics go so huge he's the the dinosaur comics guy who does a, a unbeatable squirrel girl and other, other yeah. fun stuff and also oliver north oh he, yeah I, he's a self-made I, uh sensation as well does he still have his radio show that i listen to daily yes yes he must right Mm-hmm. Oh, what am I listening to? Just a static? I don't think so. I'm yeah. not insane anymore. Does G. Gordon Liddy still have a radio show? Is he still alive? I I don't know the answer to either of those questions. I I would say he's still alive. Do you think people call him G? <laughs> well, not after G. Love. Yeah. Too much confusion. Uh, still alive, 86. He, oh, he's 86. Born in 86. I thought you meant... Yeah, oh, yeah, he was born in 86. Weird that he was involved in the... The Nixon administration, but, you know. Well, he was involved in stealing stuff. I don't know if it was on the behest of Richard Nixon. I still haven't. I, I You know, the jury's still out on that Yeah, one. that's true. We don't know what Nixon did. It's never nope. been proven in a court of law. We don't know what he did or when he did it. Listen, he flashed a peace sign. That makes him all right with me. How yep. many presidents you see flashing, flashing a peace sign? I mean, Although I, he was doing it in Britain. Yeah, and I, I think he thought it meant victory, uh, even when he was resoundly defeated but still you know peace sign to me anyway ogloff yeah um i read i read actually quite a few because it's nowhere near as dense as uh, little nemo no. like it's easy to get through um i i think i find it more humorous than you do but i kind of have it's it's definitely pornographic and it's 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 funny and it's it's gross and you know it is 14 year old funny and it's not like we had an argument about workaholics not argument but we talked about workaholics last week where yeah. you didn't find it funny and i said it was funny and it was smart this is not smart no this is really no. it's not smart but it's 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 somewhat humorous it, i think sometimes it feels like it's fetishizing homosexuality and not in a good way no but, that was another problem i had with it. it it's almost like some kind of gay panic stuff and it's not like that explicit like you know it's not like an eddie murphy routine from the 80s but it is very yeah a little a little disturbing to me the way they i treat. wouldn't i wouldn't say gay panic just w- w- gay panic is what maybe i don't know what that is well just like the total fear of being gay that leads people to homophobia you know Oh, I don't, I don't see that in the strip. I see it more as in just like, let's ogle at these gay dudes. I don't know. I found it. I found a lot of the gay stuff just kind of, I don't know, written from a very. It seemed like it was written from a very straight person point of view to me. So, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, maybe I'm misreading it. Maybe they're cool with it. I haven't read a ton. No, of the strip, I, so. I think you. I don't think. And from my reading, it wasn't like a homophobic reading of. of homosexuality it was more like like a like just like i said like a fetish a fetishism of it and like kind of like this is sexy and let's look at this and but these aren't people That's yeah possibly yeah um in any case it's not handled in the best way um but I, I i i think it's funny in a lot of other ways and it's 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 okay it's not ah. my favorite it's, it's interesting to look at because it's so different and it's i think it's written by a woman but i think it's also written by a dude so i'm not i think maybe the, a woman does the art and the dude does the stories it's i thought it was just a woman for the longest time but then i saw a, a dude 
as well. So I guess it's two different perspectives. But it's it's you know it's just different. It's nice. I just like that there's something out there that's so weird. It is different. It's not. It's just not something I would read on the rig or no, probably I, ever <laughs> again. Um, I haven't looked at it in a while, but it's 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 interesting. Yeah, I mean the the very first strip starts with this uh, dude jerking it has come like comes alive. It's a sentient being. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, if that's your if that's your bag, that's what you're in for. <laughs> Whose bag is that not? Well, I mean, uh, the aforementioned G. What I uh, something I like. G. Something I like about web comics that doesn't happen in this web comic, and maybe another time we'll do a, a series on one that it does happen to, because it looks like the the artist for this is kind of came out already fully formed. But I, have you ever read one where the art in the beginning is drastically different than the art from the end, and yes. it's the same the same person just kind of learning their learning trade? I draw. really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, learning or just refining their technique and. Uh, this artist is good from the start. She's she or he. I can't even. I don't. This artist is good from the start, and it doesn't really change that much. But no, I agree. Yeah, I, like the art, the art's perfect. I really like that that uh, idea that you can re, you can like watching someone learn on the job is fun. And yeah. I, I, I I'm not into it as much as I used to. I just don't. I don't know why. I used to really like reading web comics. I had like a whole list that I. I went through. There's a couple like that weren't very funny. It was kind of soap opery and like I forget what it was called, but it was just like a, about a dude that works at a, a record store and the different women he became involved with. And it, I think at some point it just became irritating and not as funny as it was in the beginning. But I, I enjoyed like just going through and seeing the artists refine and and also how they got better at writing jokes. Yeah, but, that's. I mean, that's that's the main thing. That's that's gotta happen. I think if you do it for any length of time on the writing hmm. end, um, right. Although, yeah, XKCD's you know, artist has never improved, but no. <laughs> jokes are cut. Um, and you know, although like some of those old comic strips from the '80s and stuff, that jokes never—I mean, the writing never really got better. But and the art never got better. No, Kathy, I'm looking at you, Ack. Um, speaking of which, I love her, I, Kathy, I always have to defend because at one time that was the only. Our only comic strip in the paper that was written by a woman and it was all women's issues and it was you know that makes a little diversity is a good thing but it is a good thing if it, i can't defend it. yeah it, <laughs> it's too bad it wasn't that good yeah i have but, to lose 50 pounds but but i mean it's like it's either that or you're looking at uh what's one you can always make fun of in uh, family circus family circus always yeah i mean that yeah that was family circus had to be like that dude had to be a mormon or something um yeah, that oh, was always I, that oh, kind of dreck. Family Circus, I can, I, I think when uh, Johnny Hart got religion is when his strips got really bad. BC oh, yeah. with no, the that... cave worshiping Jesus, it was and becoming anti-Semitic for some reason. That was a weird turn. Anyway, we'll, we can go back to Ogloff. I don't think there's a lot more to say about Ogloff. No, not really. And um... it's not it's not dense in any way. Like the art's not the art is beautiful, but it's not especially dense. Like Little Nemo, the stories aren't dense. It's the only dense thing about it is how long it's been around it's been a la- there's a, a bunch of strips to look at yeah and um speaking of which i am working on a web comic with my artist friend tony uh, neat i don't know when we'll do it yeah yeah it's fun um they're just like four panel strips so it's not cool that much. 
but he's like a real artist and I think it's going to be I haven't seen what he's done with the art yet I sent him some some strips uh but I want to see because um he's had a few art shows that I've gone to and his art's like pretty out there so I'm kind of excited to see how how it goes and how long awesome. it takes us to do it anyway um yeah I don't you know what little nemo obviously wins over Ogloff. Ogloff's just not my thing and I can appreciate it for what it is. Um I uh, yeah, I it's mean not, like it's not like family circus. It's not you if, know. If if you hear pornographic fantasy comic and it interests you, go to see it, but other than that, I can't really recommend it cuz if you hear that and you don't want to see it, you shouldn't see it. No, it's you absolutely like, shouldn't. Yeah, and if you do <laughs> It's not like see sometimes it, when you can do a one-word description of something and you say, "But don't go by that. Look at it anyway." You can you can go by that, and if you want to look at it, you should look at it, but otherwise don't bother. Yes, the elevator pitch uh, is dead on target in this case. So Apple's putting out a show where the it's kind of like that that show with Mark Cuban where the people come on with inventions, but their show, yeah, it's like Shark Tank, but it's all apps like uh, Apple apps or just apps in general. And when they give the description for the app, they're on an escalator, so it's an escalator pitch. And that sounds uh, fascinating. I mean, I've got a bunch of app ideas. I just don't know how to program at all so well, maybe get on that show and get on the escalator and give an escalator pitch yeah because i've got the up my butt app where you press the button and it says up my butt if somebody asks where something is i mean you could just say it as well yeah but... that does i'm just get my phone out and say up my butt yeah but you know if you want it in a funnier voice than you can do um, impossible there's my there's my million dollar idea that reminds me, did you steal that from my childhood? Because when we were kids, we went to the mall and we asked some kid's older brother where he was and the kid said, up my butt. I stole it from my own childhood and adolescence and adulthood and middle age. Because so you the were time. the kind of person who would say to someone else that their younger brother was up his butt. Oh, Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks. Yeah. Have you tried looking up my butt? Never fails to amuse me. I mean, except for this time, actually. Yeah, because it's not as not as good as like a fox. No, nothing's as good as like a fox. But it's you have less opportunity to use like a fox, I think, in everyday life. People are always losing shit, so up my butt usually works out pretty well. I lose shit like a fox. Oh, well, like a fox up my butt. We've recommendations. A meme. Yes, recommendations, Asians, Asians. What do you got? You mentioned during the break that you had something, so. I have two, if you don't mind. I discreetly and affectionately do not. Neither one of those adjectives worked. I do feel affectionate. Uh, Found Magazine has a podcast podcast called Found. It's amazing. Very good. I've, I've only listened to one episode, but Wait, that one episode Found makes... Magazine is the name mm-hmm. of the... I've never heard of it. What? Well, oh. I guess you're going to tell me what it is. Found Magazine is just... Uh, I don't know if it was actually ever a literal magazine, but it's a website that people just send stuff they found. Notes and uh, just whatever they find on the ground or wherever they're at, and they send it in the Found Magazine, they put a picture of it, and they talk about it. And what this podcast is doing is taking the most interesting things and trying to find who left that note or whatever out there and seeing their story. So the first episode was awesome. It's about a guy who wrote a note that wanted to be the Asian Oprah. And he <laughs> wrote that note and he actually wrote that note and sent to a, a ton of people. And I'm not going to tell the whole story. You should listen to the episode, but it's, it's an awesome episode that, that 
features uh, BD Wong from Law and Order SVU, and oh, love things. him, yeah. He's on it briefly with an interview, and that's pretty interesting. And it just it goes all over the place. And spoiler alert: they do find the guy. So listen, I I will uh, found okay. That so it sounds like kind of like this American Life, except like ten times less depressing in its subject well, I, matter. I I hope so. Maybe some episodes are depressing. It's it's very similar to, and this is my friend Yvonne re- recommended to me based on my love of mystery show, which I've recommended in the past. It's similar to that, in that they'll during the episode they might go into like talk about other stuff that, uh, and that's kind of is not exactly what they're talking about, but similar to. All right, found. I'm gonna try to remember it. Have you listened to mystery show? I haven't because you know what? Oh, I always sure. forget your recommendations after you say them. Um, Did you listen to S-Town? Yeah, I listened to all of S-Town. So S-Town, we should do an episode about S-Town. Uh, S-Town, which is dumb doing a podcast about podcasts, but whatever. S-Town has a, like, I forget, uh, like, associate producer or something that's mentioned at the end of every every episode, and Starly Kine, and she was the, the, like, the force behind Mystery Show. So she had something to do with S-Town is what I'm trying to say. Oh, cool. All right, mystery show and found. All right, what is your other recommendation? Other uh, recommendation is a new sitcom on I don't know what channel, but it's starring the. Did you watch the first season of Fargo? Yes. I forget the woman's name, but the sheriff from that, or you know, oh, yeah. maybe deputy. She plays a an ad, ad executive who owns a dog, and the dog you get to hear the dog's thoughts, but she doesn't. It's called Downward Dog, and it's funnier than that summation. It's a really funny show. Yeah, I mean that's that seems like a real um, what they call high concept idea, but uh, but it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It, she's in it, and the only per- other person I recognize is someone who I thought had no charisma or personality in the show he starred in, but he's great in this. Is the dude from Raising Arizona, not Raising Arizona, Raising Hope? Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, the, I didn't like the the the, the, the son. The dad. Yeah, the son slash dad, not the dad dad. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the dad, dad, Garrett, Derek Gillahunt, Garrett is awesome. is good. Yeah, he should be in everything. But this kid in that show, I didn't care for him. But in this, he he does a better job. Okay. And uh, so yeah, this is a show worth watching. All right, downward, downward dog. dog. I've never heard of it, so I don't know what channel it's on either. But I um, think it. Well, I thought the description would make you say, "Oh, that's an ABC show," which like I think it it might be. Yeah. Um, it is an ABC show. My recommendation, I'll recommend a TV show. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. One of the only ones I've... That's not true. I've, I've enjoyed a few of them. I really like uh, uh, Difficult People, which I know you had a hard time with watching that first episode. But Well, you liked Handmaid's Tale too, right? And Handmaid's Tale, yeah. I know. That's why I was saying, oh, I, I like some of theirs. Uh, this one is called Shut Eye. And um, it is about... Sorry, I'm trying to see who the star is, too. Uh, so it stars Jeffrey Donovan. He was in... Oh, my God. Blind uh, Notice. Or, yeah, uh, blind yeah. Burn Notice. Yeah. Burn Notice. But I love Jeffrey Donovan. I didn't know he, he was in the show, so I immediately want to watch that show. Cause second my... season of Fargo. Yes. And he oh, that's is, right. He, he, is he is great. He is a great actor. He has real charisma. I never would have guessed but until I watched uh, this. But Oh, he's great in Burn Notice, too. I, I want to be his best friend. He's awesome. Yeah, I never saw Burn Notice. This one, he is uh, a psychic. He works for um, some Romani or Gypsy, like, mafia people. He he is not one of them, but um, he, you know, they run the psychic business in L.A., 
Um, <laughs> and so he has he has a store, and obviously he just cheats people. I mean, it's all a scam until um, one day. This is not giving too much away. Um, one of his clients' boyfriends, who he told her was cheating on her, uh, beats him up, and he gets a head injury, and then he actually starts seeing the future. Uh, this is this is the kind of show that I would imagine you hating, but me loving, because nope, this description is right up my alley. It's really good, um, and he's amazing. He's I really like him. Um, okay, this is, is this is definitely on my my list to watch. Yeah, yeah, shut I and. Um, I will also recommend a new comic book, um, only one issue out so far, uh, put out by Image, of course, like 99% of the comics I read. It is called Packlist, P-A-K-L-I-S. And the cover makes it look like it's not something you'd want to read, but it's actually kind of an anthology comic book. It's it's a lot bigger than most comic books and more expensive. It's like a $6 issue. But um, it's got like three different stories and Two of them will continue in the next issue. One is a self-contained story. And um, the art style, even though it's the same dude, is he kind of like messes around and makes it different for each story. What, what's it called again? I'm sorry. Packlist. P-A-K-L-I-S. Um, wow. And it's he's got some really, really weird shit going on. Some surreal stories and then some more... Um, standard kind of sci-fi stuff but it's really good i i'd recommend cool. dustin weaver is the dude's name and um i would recommend checking it out i'll look for it i i, I do miss oh he did shutter i do miss uh, anthology books like uh, most anthology books are a bunch of different people so it's interesting one guy but um dark horse comics some i guess they still have one out that's just like dark horse comics presents and it's a bunch of stories in there and they'll have uh, pretty recently they had um Jillian Flynn, I think, the woman who wrote Gone Gone Girl. Oh, she had a, a pretty good story in one of their anthologies, and it, I, I think I like the. I think I like anthologies. They're they're pretty. They can be pretty neat. So I'll, I'll look at this. Me too. I didn't even know about that Dark Horse. I'm going to go try to find some of those. I I like them too. Um, what is what, yeah. what is the book this guy did before Shutter? Yeah, I don't I, know what that I, is. I didn't. I don't think I read it, but it's about a a, a photographer. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll check that out. Um. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, oh, he just did covers for it. I, I beg your pardon. I was just looking at the image site at, at Dustin Weaver, and I was, I, they have two things listed for him. And Shutters, he's listed for, but he just did covers. Your begging of my pardon is accepted. Thanks. What, all right, wait. See, I already fucking forgot. All right, mystery show I remember. What the hell is the other one called? Found. The podcast. Found. Found, found. It, you know, it'd be smart if I had like a pen and paper in my room, but I don't. And uh, they, I think they used to have a traveling show. Like every year they'd go around and, and show stuff that, that they they had. I know they have now they have a like a literal show, like a play that they wrote. And I don't really know what that's all about. But I, I seem to remember them coming around with a show where they, they – maybe that was something different. But anyway, it's a fun thing, Found Magazine and, and the podcast. Found. All right. I'm going to – keep just repeating found to myself in my head so you give the uh outro while i do that write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com for any reason whatsoever you lost your dog you found your dog you like to say hi you love the show you hate the show oh hey wait or you have sorry before you go on before there's something i actually would like people to write us about if they you haven't read the flintstones comic book right i have oh you have mm-hmm. it's i've heard it's good yeah yeah it's pretty good oh okay 
All right. Well, that was what I was going to have. Like, if you'd read it, tell me, because I keep hearing people say, "Oh, it's way better than you would think it would be." Yes, it is, but I, I maybe the hype was too much. I just thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, my expectations <laughs> I mean, it's, of it it's would be def- so low anyway. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely better than you would think it would be, but it's not necessarily great. It's pretty good. Okay. Sorry. So yeah, you should, you should check it out, especially if you get you put that uh, library app on your phone so or your iPad so you can read it for free. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, right. So right, right to, to us. us about. Flintstones, if you like, or whatever you like, um, uh, what was after that, then you can like us on Facebook and uh, write a review for us on iTunes and give us as many stars as possible, whatever the highest number is. And most importantly, tell your friends and family and neighbors and people you like and people you dislike to listen in. Yeah, especially people you dislike. Yeah. I mean, it could work out in your favor in either case, depending right, on the Right, they person. love the show, and they say, now we can be friends. Or they hate the show, and that's good, because you Got dislike them anyway. Yep. And I, I want to... Uh, hello, Thailand. Hello, Canada. Uh, I was looking at where our listeners are. Um, hello, all of Pennsylvania. And, uh, oh, shit, where else did we have... Oh, you know what? Some place I couldn't even find where the hell it was. I think it's in Asia somewhere. Hi, Asia. Thanks for listening. I don't know what you're getting out of this. Um, well, they're getting geniusness. Geniosity is, I think, the word. God, Pat, you make us look so bad to the Pacific Rim. In any case, it is it is re- weird when you look at the geography where Japan is our second most popular place according to one site. That's so. We're weird. big in Japan. We <laughs> yeah. are. We are literally big in Japan. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, Belgium. Antwerp mostly. Hi Belgium. Who's goose the goose the goose the goose who's? What's interesting, so this site that gives statistics gives the continent first and then for whatever reason selects the country. Maybe the Oh, I see, never mind. It's just it's just giving you the country and then it tells you what continent it is on. I thought I was telling you So yeah, we're big in Canada and the United States. So big in why does it oh, need to why do you need to know what continent the country's on? Are we what continent is Brazil? Are we dumb? Wrong. See. No. Uh, obviously. What continent is Australia? Wrong. See. Huh? You got me. I guess we do need that. Um, did you have geography class growing up? I never had a geography class. I think so. And then in college, they talked about how the, all our maps we look at are so wrong because of the projection. Yeah. Yeah, Mercator projection or uh, what's Go the to other hell. one? Yeah, I don't fuck know. Fuck you, Mercator. <laughs> no, Mercator's the bad one. Making Greenland to be like five billion miles long. And Russia's so tiny. Yeah, yeah, for real, y'all. Um, fuck geog, geom, well, geometry and geography. Fuck them both. Pythagoras, tired dude. Came up with a new geom. God damn. I love your theorem. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. It's never been Goodbye. disproven. Oh, what's that you say? Goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>